Hey, what's going on, guys? Welcome back to the Unlucky Podcast. I'm your host, Onslaught, with your co-host, Tomathan. Hey, yo. Oh, my God. That was so loud. That was really loud. I just noticed how loud that was. <laughs> I'm just, we're going to lower that in the edit, but it was loud. Uh, I hope you guys are having a great uh, day, whatever day may be for you. For us right now, we're actually recording this super early in the week. It is Tuesday, 5.30 p.m., uh, on, I guess, uh, Tuesday, the 31st of August. Uh, we're recording this early because Tommy's going on vacation. Tommy, where are you going? Well, you want me to dox myself? You want you want all, all my fans to come rushing down and, like, uh, uh, try to take pictures of me? No. Uh, I'm yes, to... I, this is exactly what I want, and you're probably going to be gone by the time you, <laughs> this even airs. <laughs> but, yeah, uh, go I'm ahead. Going, I'm going down to the Keys. Um yeah, I'm going with my girlfriend. Um, For anybody uh, that doesn't know anything that you just said, Florida, come on. Florida Keys. Florida Keys. Florida. Florida, Florida like the Keys. Very there you go. Of Florida. We we have we know we're we're multicultural over here. We have people from Europe. We have people from Australia. You know, don't people don't know where the keys are? It's Florida Keys, ladies and gentlemen. He's going to Florida. He's from Ohio, which there's only corn there, I believe. But you're going there with your girlfriend. Go ahead. Yeah, I'm going to, um, with Lexi. I'm really excited. We have a couple things planned. Um, I thought it was your other girlfriend. Shit. Okay, okay, you're going there with Lexi. Brother. Um, <laughs> my dad actually got like this some huge discounted deal down in the Keys for like an Airbnb and stuff like for the weekend. So he basically said, "Well, shit." He invited uh, me and Lexi and my sister and her boyfriend out. Um, so for the first couple of days, it's just going to be me and Lexi hanging out, doing our own thing. And then when we arrive in the keys later in the week, um, my dad will have like all the accommodations set for like our housing and stuff. Um, so nice. I'm excited for that. Um, it's going to be really fun. So fun, fun. Do you have anything planned? Like, are you going snorkeling or something? I don't know what, what's over there. We don't have anything like really like hard plans right now. Um, I know like I'm going to be trying to eat a fuck ton of seafood um, because I love seafood. (laughs) Uh, Ohio seafood is probably not that great, huh? I'm sorry, what? Ohio seafood is probably not that great. No, 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 no. (laughs) Fucking dog shit, right? It's fucking dog shit. So that's like, I mean, I already told you like when we were in San Francisco, I was like, let's eat seafood every single day. And you're like, "Mm, Chipotle for the third time. Chipotle, baby. Also. I also now notice, like I've, like I've had other Mexican like places, and Chipotle is listen controversial is not that great. Um, it's enjoyable, but not not that great. Yeah, yeah, it's not like high tier or anything. It's just, it's just good, you know. So, like like, for me, I didn't have the Mexican place like that I currently had in my old, my old house, I guess. And uh, when I started eating them, I loved them way more than I loved Chipotle because it felt like a little bit more. I, I want to say authentic, but it's a fucking chain, so I can't really say that. Uh, but it felt it, it, it tastes a lot better. So I regret going to Chipotle a bunch in San Francisco, but at the same time, it, I never I don't have that here, so it is what it is. Yeah, it doesn't really matter, and it I mean it was cheaper that way probably too. So <laughs> yeah, let's be honest. It was. So um, <laughs> so I'm excited for that. Uh, I'm definitely I figured out all the different things I need to do to bring my drone. Okay, cool. So I should be able to fly my stuff. Um, this is a little tidbit that I looked up. You don't need a license to fly a drone. Yeah, I didn't um, think you. I didn't think you did, but you need to like. It, it needs to be registered with the FAA or something. You, so so, yeah. So anything that's not like under two hundred fifty grams, which is like you know most drones. Most um, drones, yeah. Uh, you basically have to register with the FAA, and then you're good to go. Um, unless you're flying it for commercial reasons. 
Mm-hmm. Um, if you are if you are being paid to fly it for anything, you have to take a test and you have to get your license. Um, Curiosity but, does that does that count for YouTubers as well that like fly it around because they get paid for the no. YouTube videos? Does that count? No. No. Okay. This is so they they talk about like license and contract work. Um, mm. If I'm flying it for recreational or my own personal like my own personal like reasons, it's totally mm-hmm. fine. Obviously, okay. like within flight area restrict, like that is just like universal. Like you have to follow like flight area restrictions no matter where you fly, license or not or anything. Um, mm-hmm. Which, by the way, one fucking amazing thing about my drone is because it has built-in GPS. It also has a built-in map that shows me all the different like no-fly zone locations and all all the different shit. So, um, depending on like where I am. It'll say like, "Oh, you can't go above a hundred feet here," and it, it won't let me. <laughs> it'll just stop. Uh, it won't let you. Yeah, so that it'll seems just stop slightly me. annoying, but also like it's it's great for the legal aspect, but also like, listen, maybe I just want to nudge it a bit. You know, want to nudge that yeah, that gray yeah. line just a tad bit. But like, it, it helps <laughs> me. Like, I that way I just don't even like have to think about it, right? Cause yeah, just, like, exactly. It's just like, oh, thank God, like I don't even have to worry. And if the basically the only way I can get in trouble. Right. Is like if I go out of my way to fly in somewhere that like I know I fucking shouldn't. Right. And then if I do fly in somewhere that I think I should, they're just going to walk up to me and be like, hey, like, stop flying your drone. I'll be like, okay, stop? <laughs> I don't want to get in trouble. Okay, no problem. Out of curiosity, is there like zones that like say like, for example, like you're not allowed to like fly near the skyscraper at all, no matter the heights. Does the drone know that and like stop you from like even going forward towards that or no? What I understand is that there are, like, no-fly zones in, like, bigger cities, right? So, mm-hmm. like, I, I can't even go, like, above, like, um, uh, like, like 10 feet, you know what I mean? Okay. Like, 15 feet in, in, like, in, like, some cities. Um, the way it's, like, panned out is, like, uh, especially because most cities have airports. Um, bigger cities have airports. So, it's, like, not even, you're not even going to get a fucking chance. Um, mm-hmm. because they don't even, they don't even fuck with that at all. Um, but in general, like, like you're not going to want to fly your drone down a busy fucking street unless you're, like, having a license. Like, you were just asking to fucking, like, get yeah. like, pissed off. People get, people get pissed off at you. So, it is what it is. I know a little bit of the, about the FAA because uh, Casey Neistat, back when he was doing, like, daily vlogs in New York, uh, kept mentioning that the FAA kept sending him letters to, to, to stop flying his drones in the city, or else they were going to start sending him fines or whatever. So uh, I, I, that's the only reason why I know about the FAA and like what uh, you technically uh, need for it and whatnot. That's, so. that's what happens when you fucking fly your drone in downtown <laughs> New York, like I, <laughs> in any like in any capacity around a bunch of buildings. For sure, I'm sure they, they like, were hey, fine with him flying in the park it. and shit. Like they probably didn't give a fuck about like all the park shots and stuff he did. But like when you fly it. Through traffic downtown, I can imagine the police would be like, bro. I think they started being a little bit more um, just on him for everything. So um, at the end of it, like he was flying over the the Hudson or whatever. And like they'd still like bully or not bully him, but like they'd still be like, hey, stop. Um, Which understandable. Fair enough. Uh, So yeah, so you're going on vacation. That's why we're doing the podcast a little bit early. Um, And then uh, can you want to give us your Airbnb address or... or (laughs) Yeah, uh, I, I can give you the uh, like uh, three wacky numbers on the back of my credit card. Um, <laughs> it's, it's, it's the three great. wacky uh, numbers and the silly yeah. sixteen on the front, huh? Yeah. Um, okay, and then uh, when are you heading back? 
I think we are heading back around like morning on the seventh. So I'll, morning I'll be on back. the seventh. I'll, okay. I'll be back. It's like Tuesday, uh, right? Later on the seventh. Yeah. Okay. All right, fair enough, fair enough. And so you guys will have another podcast next week. Tommy, uh, we we potentially almost didn't have one because I was like, hey, we should do the podcast today. Actually, Tommy said it because he said I'm leaving. <laughs> but I was going to take credit for it. Um, yeah, okay, cool, cool, cool. Um, anything else fun and exciting that you want to mention? I'm So I'm doing some uh, stream rebranding right now um with one of my old friends they opened up a commissions after like years or whatever so i thought i'd commission uh-huh. them as well um and i figured i was going to with the drone get some cool footage for the stream too so i'm excited and i'm excited to like do that kind of revamp my stream and come back to streaming and try and do that more again because uh, i haven't been streaming in a long time now yeah i streamed uh i think two days ago for like two and a half hours and that's like i haven't streamed for like over a month after that um so yeah Streaming has been scarce, so hopefully we, we jump back on that bandwagon. If anybody wants to, uh, you know, give us a follow, theunluckypodcast.com. You'll find all of our social media there. Uh, cute little plug there. Uh, <laughs> anything else you want to mention? We're, we're all good on that front? No, we're good, man. Let's move on to the gamer things. Yo, wait. I want to mention, Tommy, do you remember when you first met me, I believe? I think it's when you first met me. No, actually not 2017. It was the uh, the year after that, 2018. Do you remember we went to... Um, I kind of had like this haircut right now. And <laughs> I remember this vividly because for me, it was something that was like... That was like, oh, fuck, I have to deal with this now. And I didn't know I had it, right? Because you'll understand it like, in a minute here. But I had this like short haircut on the sides and like the hair at the top. And on the back of my head, I had a mole, right? Do you remember this? I think so. You okay? So you had mentioned it to me, and I had I again. It's in the back of my fucking head. I didn't realize how like prominent it was in the back of my head, and it be, became this? an insecurity of mine. Not because of you, not no, because I of you, this. but it became... I, I felt so bad. <laughs> but like, but, you, it, were like, but be... you were like what? <laughs> no, no, but like, well, that's what I mean. Like, it, it, you let me know because I didn't know it was that big of like I didn't see it. Like, I'm not in the back of my head, so I never yeah. fucking knew, right? I just thought it was yeah. like a small thing. Um, but so I, uh, went to the doctor and, uh, after I think two and a half years of waiting, I finally got the, the minor surgery to get it removed. Um, that was done yesterday. So the back of my head kind of still hurting right now, but <laughs> cause wow. like he, like he chopped it off. Uh, but I got it done. So that's great. And from what I can tell, it does not affect my like hair at all like there's not gonna be a scar but like there's nothing gonna be growing so that's fantastic so that's news from me like, is it doesn't I got affect my surgery. hair but my brain just that's what i was saying totally fine maybe maybe it actually fixed my stutter maybe i won't stutter anymore but listen it probably i'm still probably tv with a bat <laughs> yeah, <totally fine> now. <laughs> like the good old days. Whenever this, you start getting static, you just hit it, and like you'd be like, "Okay, we're good." Uh, but yeah, that was my minor, minor surgery. That was my first time I ever had surgery. Uh, I was extremely nervous. The doctor did not give me a warning when he gave. He started freezing my head. He stabbed me in the like. I swear to God, I was laying on my side. Right. He walks in. The surgery was probably. I'm not even kidding you. I was inside like the room for less than ten minutes. Um, I sat on the chair, waited for the doctor for three minutes. He walked in, was like, okay, show me where it is again. I showed him where it was because it was a year and a half since I like I had spoken to him. 
I showed him where it was. It's at the back right side of my neck, uh, kind of like in my hairline, I guess. Or it's in my hair, so it's a little bit higher than my neck. Um, and then he was like, okay, cool. Can you turn to your to your left side? Just lay on your side. I'm like, okay, cool. Laid on my side. And they, like he's doing things in the back. He's like getting his, his instruments ready, you know, whatever, scalpel. I don't know. You hear, like a, you hear like a drill in the background <laughs> and shit. <laughs> Uh, he's but like he's doing his knives. Thing. <laughs> yeah, he's sharpening that. That'd be funny as fuck. Uh, but like, I, I'm just like moving around, still trying to get comfortable. And he puts like three fingers or like all of his fingers in the, like the back of my head, real quick. And like, I'm still slightly moving around. And I'm not even kidding. Within like two seconds of me stopping to move it, I'm not really in a comfortable position just yet. Stabs me with the needle and starts injecting me with like the the cold stuff. And I'm like, oh, we're going. Oh, I see. <laughs> I was like, okay, interesting. Oh, that's, that's so the, like, that's the worst. I I just wanted a heads up, like, okay, I'm gonna poke you now. I just want a heads up, but he just poked me. It didn't hurt that much, but it was like, it was a pinching, um, pinching sensation. I was like, okay, whatever. Then he uh finished up with that. Also, I'm sorry if there's anybody that's really like that's that's sensitive to needles or whatever. And I kind of just mentioned like that. I apologize if you guys have fainted. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, but yeah, so he did that. Then he waited like maybe. Um, two minutes for it to freeze and it was completely frozen he then started doing his operation i'll spare you the details um but he started doing the operation and um i i, I mean i guess uh, not to get into too too many detail but he was he like finished up or whatever he's like okay you can sit up now so i sat up and he uh i'm telling you it was like two minutes that he was doing something in the back of my head two minutes for it to freeze two minutes for it to do something in the back of my head and then i stood up and he's like okay uh, i'm gonna be leaving now uh and i, I looked over the nurse and i was like hey um like, are you going to be doing my stitches? And the doctor looked at me. He's like, no, I already done your stitches. And I was like, wait, that quickly? And he's like, yeah, you're good to go. Like, just whenever you're ready, if you feel like, if you feel good enough, you can walk out. And I was like, okay, cool. I tied my shoes, which probably took the longest thing, <laughs> probably took the longest in that entire scenario. I just tied my shoes and then left. I'm in and out 10 minutes. And I was like, Did you? I waited for uh, a year and a half for this, for this appointment to actually come through. Uh, 2019 January is when I went to go see the doctor and I just got to move now. Thank God though. It was all free because free healthcare, baby. Um, but yeah, that was my experience. Uh, I, I, I don't know if like that was something that you remembered from TwitchCon 2018, but that's something that I remembered for sure because like it was one of my insecurities at that point. I was like, huh, I see. Um, but yeah, I got that minor surgery done. First surgery ever in my life. And it went great. I was very, very nervous, but it went great. So I didn't die yeah. yet. It reminds me uh, of my, my wisdom teeth surgery. Um, oh, yeah. Did I tell you about I I think I told you about this. Um, but basically... Spare the I, details for the people at home. I don't want to be too gruesome, but go well, ahead. It, basically, I, I, when I woke up one day, and I knew that I was probably going to be getting my wisdom teeth out, like, soon-ish. Soon, right? yeah. Um, but, like, we hadn't scheduled an appointment or anything because I didn't feel anything. Like, it didn't feel like it was ready yet. I woke up one morning in just the most intense fucking pain. Really? Like, it, it was it was hurting. I was crying in bed. It was so bad. Oh, and, my God. And yeah. Like, it was it was literally so bad. And I was, I had, I had to, like, beg my dad to, like, go get an appointment and, like, help me out. Because it was literally just some of the most excruciating pain I've ever been in my life. And... We get an appointment settled. We go there the same day, and they're like, "Yeah, um, how does 9 a.m. tomorrow sound?" <laughs> and I was like, oh, "That God. sounds good to me, dude." And so they're like, 
here's some ibuprofen. You should take like nine to twelve today. Um, oh my of, God. of these little pills, like uh, they were like they were like take as much as you need to remove the pain. Uh, I'll see you tomorrow, right? And they removed all four. All four um, at once. Wow. Okay. All at once, and it was like I just walked in. Uh, they basically set up some some small stuff in my mouth to come X-rays, and then I sat down. Uh, the fucking they they gave me some fucking gas, and then I woke up and it was over, and I was ready to go. And then I felt a little loopy, right? But then like within like an hour, if if not less than that, I was totally cognizant. I wasn't bleeding, and I was fine. It it was crazy. It was like went from like one of the most painful things to one of the easiest surgeries in my life. <laughs> I, I think I need to get my wisdom teeth removed. Right now, it's not hurting or whatever. But my my dentist has told me that if they start, if they ever decided like, hey, we're moving now, that I will have to get it removed. Um, so I'm not looking forward to that at all. Um, but people have told me once you get the gas in you, you don't remember much Dude, at all. It's, it's not bad. It, it it was like it was like the, yeah, it, it was like one of the most uh, harmless things ever because it was hurting before. <laughs> And then, mm-hmm. and then, it, like, imagine you just instantly fall asleep when you like sit in your chair or whatever. And you just sit in the yeah. chair and you, just, and you go back and you just go, oh, and then it's over. <laughs> you're just like, oh <laughs> shit, like hours just passed, right? And <laughs> yeah. Well, at least you got all four done at some uh, at like at once because I know I know some people do like two at the bottom and then two at the top and like it's like so or like two on the right and two on the left. Uh, it, but it's just so much more like so much more recovery and it's just super annoying um so that's cool that you got all four done at once um that was kind of like my little experience um first surgery ever in my entire life never broken a bone in my body never done anything like that uh super nervous um don't like i don't like the the um, the aspect of somebody having to cut me cut me open and do something to me so yeah, yeah. um but first experience was fantastic doctor was super chill and like he was there to get shit done and then he was out like he was like i'm i got another patient i sat down in the waiting room uh for a meeting uh, for a an appointment at 10 o'clock i was there at, like maybe i probably went in at like 10 uh, 10 05 but while i was waiting in the waiting room somebody came in for a meeting at 10 15 and i'm like how <laughs> and he was like bop bop boop i'm out and um yeah it was it was fun it was cool um I no bad experiences from that doctor at all. He was cool, awesome. Um, but let's jump into the gamer news, as you as you mentioned it. Um, I think we're gonna start with some, I guess, some not so fun news, and then we can move on to uh, some, I guess, funner news. Funner news, yeah, sure. We'll you, we'll, make, we'll pretend like that's a word today. Um, Overwatch recently, uh, I guess, came out last week. Um, came out on August twenty seventh. Came out and said. That they were going to be changing the name of one of their, um, I guess, what would you call them in, in Overwatch? Agents? No. Heroes. heroes. They're called heroes. They're heroes. One of their heroes' uh, names because one of the employees at Blizzard uh, kind of was, or sorry, the character was named after somebody at Blizzard, one of the workers there, and uh, came out that he has a bunch of sexual um, sexual assault allegations coming out about him. The character's name in question is McCree. Um, a lot of different, I guess, uh, there different reactions came out from the community. Um, a lot of people at the beginning, a lot of people were just like, why the fuck are you changing the name? What is it going to change? Blah, blah, blah. Why are you changing the name? And not a lot of people understood why the name was being changed. Uh, myself and Tommy 
talked a little bit about um, about the situation off stream, but my general consensus was this change isn't meant for the general public that play the game. Yes, in a small sense, it is for those people, but it's also for the people that have, like that still work at Blizzard or were like or ex employees from Blizzard that were dealing with him or like any that they know any stories about him or that have suffered sexual assault things from him to just remove that power from him and move that like hero aspect off of him uh, and that's what I really believe that's why Overwatch did it um, or I guess Blizzard did it it's to remove that stigma around McCree the character for the employees more so than the player base yes a little bit about the player base because obviously we want to we want to shine our heroes in a, in a nice light but more so for the the employees because fuck that guy is basically what what Blizzard said when they when they made this announcement yeah, I, the, my thing about it is like uh, one. I think the best thing to come out of this uh, is that they they're gonna stop naming in-game characters after real people and realizing that was a hopefully nice idea. Um, but that's what they said in the statement is that the, like they're gonna not do that anymore. Oh, never do it um, again. Okay. Yeah. Um. So so that's really good. Uh. But the biggest thing for me is like there's I, I can understand uh, especially if you're like a big Overwatch fan or Blizzard fan in general, uh, changing the name of McCree. Um, seems like such a small thing compared to, I mean, just just anyone in general, I guess. But like change, changing the name of McCree seems like such a small change uh, when yeah. you're looking for real, uh, you know, uh, uh, activatable actionable change, within, change. Yeah, yeah, actionable change within Blizzard uh, to address the actual problems. It feels like this is a non-issue that's being addressed when there are real issues that still need to be addressed within Blizzard. That being said. Uh, you know, I can see how it reads like sour grapes for most of the community, but I, I totally agree. I think this is something that is done for the employees there that they're like, I don't want to work on the character that literally like sexually assaulted me or sexually assaulted my coworker or um, was not a, a good influence here. Blizzard, you know, I, I can totally understand um, them wanting to change the name for that reason. Um, it's it's also just about stripping that power away from from that individual yeah. like if that that it seems like such a like for for people that have not in, experienced that or have like not been in those situations it, it it feels like oh it's completely like oh it's whatever it's just a name but like it's stripping that away from a person and it's it's honestly empowering to the people that 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 uh, are victims so uh it's again small, small change uh, for the community, massive change for the company, uh, and I and I commend them for that. A good job, Overwatch and Blizzard for for. I mean, I, again, it's probably more so the Overwatch team, but good job on taking that action. Um, that's that's something that I was really um, glad to see. At first, very confused because I didn't understand why it was being changed, uh, but then uh, Tommy enlightened me a little bit about what the situation with that um, developer was, and I was like, yes, 100%. I completely um, back this 100%. So good stuff from them. Uh, going from there, very briefly, I want to mention this because I feel like it's it's very interesting, but it's, it's going to be a pivotal thing in just the mobile gaming market um but also i guess for apple and android and what's what's more to come uh but apple lost one of their lawsuits or i guess it's a settlement i'm not entirely sure what it is uh but they lost a um a, a, i guess whatever it may be like a lawsuit uh, against a bunch of small app developers uh if you guys remember fortnite or i guess epic games sued apple 
and I believe they also sued Google um, for trying to suppress their third-party um, payment systems that they were implementing into their apps. I don't know if you guys remember that at all, but other smaller apps were also doing it. Um, they were also going after uh, Apple and being like, hey, there's a bunch of different ones, I, I believe. I don't know all their names, but there was a bunch of different apps going uh, at Apple's throat and be like, hey, you can't do this. You have to allow us because uh, you have to allow us to do uh, third-party payments. The reason why is because Apple tax like taxes it. I think there's like a 30% tax. So let's say you want to sell something for a dollar, you have to sell it for a dollar 30 because Apple wants that dollar uh, that 30 cents or something like that. Um, so you could imagine that when you, like for example, if you go to Twitch right now uh, on your phone and you want to buy a sub, it's going to be more expensive than buying it directly off the website like on your PC because of this as well because um, Apple takes a cut of it. And um, I personally don't see an issue. They like I, I know that this is like monopolizing and what whatnot, but like they provide that service. So I was like, eh, it's whatever. Like you you provide that service, it's whatever. But finally, they were able to get that um that done. Uh, those small app developers were just like too much pressure for Apple, and they conceded. And that also means that um there's also going to be just kind of a settlement for Epic Games as well. Um, they don't really ha have to fight it anymore. It's just already been fought by those small creators. I'm sure Epic Games definitely put like a lot of pressure on Apple for that case. Um, uh, and it's got to put a lot of pressure on Google as well to, do, to yeah. follow suit. So a bunch of different apps, you'll be seeing a lot of decreased prices. Like probably like Twitch, you'll see a decreased price. If you use anything else, any other services, you'll see a decreased price on, or at least at the very minimum, a, uh, a third party like version of paying for things instead of using Apple Pay. Um, so that's a thing. So um, that's a, like a, a cool thing that, that had, had, had happened. I mean, like, I yeah, I think uh, in general, like, uh, I'm very against, like, the way Apple monopolizes the space. Um, but I do think that Apple does do a lot of things well. Uh, um, but in this case, particularly, I think it hurts companies in general. I think uh, charging a premium because you're on an Apple phone is essentially what's happening, right? It's like, oh, you want to put your product on an Apple phone? You know, we're going to charge you a little bit more. But Android, any other company? No, like, just put it on there, right? And I think well, that's the, well, that's not wait, not necessarily because I believe Google Google Play was doing the same thing where you had to go through them or and like you had to pay a small premium. I don't think it was thirty percent like mm -hmm. Apple, but you did have to pay a premium, I believe. Um, or if it wasn't the user, it was the uh, it was the company. But yeah, Google was still in the same hot water for sure. Okay. Well, yeah. So I just think like you know allowing companies that kind of like leeway is obviously like better for them in the long run um, because essentially what Apple's created is is a market, right? It's not just yeah. you know a a, a a platform where you can create things like uh, Roblox or something. It's it's a market. And and so I think ha allowing allowing these companies that freedom is is just better for everyone. I think I think Apple does a great job at like moderating everything that goes in the app store. Some things that are kind of just shit apps like get on there, but like they they moderate it so it's not like soup like so it doesn't get abused. Uh, they do a great job of it. But again, I wasn't so much of like I didn't see an issue with it because I I personally don't usually buy things on my phone. Um, if I'm going to buy something, it's going to be on my PC because it's super easy for me to use, blah, blah, blah. So that wasn't a major pain point for me. So I didn't see a ma massive issue with it. But 
after a couple of months of like kind of mulling over it, I understand why um, this is this is uh, ne needs to be changed. And I'm happy for them because a bunch of small app developers are going to be able to go ahead and now get a little bit more uh, bang for their buck and a lot more people are probably going to buy stuff. So I'm happy for them. That's another great news. I said that we're going to start with shitty news, um, but uh, fucking fantastic news, honestly. Um, <laughs> uh, are, we, are we all set on that topic? Yes? Yeah. Yeah, we're good. Fantastic. Uh, before we go into the, the biggest topic that we currently have, um, I just want to mention as well another fantastic topic. I said there was going to be bad topics because I was thinking of like the McCree Overwatch thing, but like that was like turned into a positive. So we only have positive topics today, slightly. Uh, <laughs> wanted to talk about uh, Mr. PewDiePie um, just kind of announcing recently that he, um, or he, sorry, revealed that. He donated $1.5 million in the year 2020 and 2021 combined uh, to um, a bunch of different charities. What he said was he, every member that subscribed to his channel, all the all the revenue he got from members, and, if, and nobody knows what that is, uh, it's basically subbing on Twitch. You can do that on, on YouTube. It's called becoming a member or joining as a member. Um, every... All the revenue he got from that, he would donate it. And that's what he did. He donated $1.5 million um, to just name a few. Um, he, he named, uh, he, there's a couple here. There's 11 different charities to name a few um, that you guys would probably know. Uh, Movember, Make-A-Wish, uh, World Food Program, Alzheimer's Research, uh, Comic Relief, Red Nose, Red slash Red Nose Day, uh, and a few other ones like Save the Children and uh, the Blue Ocean Foundation. A bunch of uh, things that he's um, that he's donated to. So fantastic. Like, again, he doesn't have to do it, but it's fantastic that he does do it. Uh, and I commend him for that. 100% PewDiePie, great A guy in my book, except for that one time you said the N-word, but... Uh, <laughs> oh my god. Dude, PewDiePie, great listen, guy, it was, A+, plus, stamp of approval, but man, that one time, maybe not. But what like, was it, What was it? three years ago now? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah, I mean, it's cool to see, like, obviously, like, creators, like, the size of his, like, you know, do massive donations like that. It's kind of, it's insane. Mm -hmm. really cool. it's it's something that's not needed but it's super nice to see also he has no like i know he does a bunch of donations under like uh, like that he doesn't announce he does a bunch of donations that he doesn't announce either which is 100 percent. you can do that as well i think this one is a little bit more needed because it's like people um joining as a member i'm gonna say subscribing uh, but it's youtube uh it's like so people subscribing giving their money to you so you do something good with it and this is why i think this one had to be revealed uh but yeah it's super cool that he did it i don't know if you have any other closing thoughts on it but i just wanted to mention it real quick pewdiepie stand-up guy yeah super right. cool. I don't, yeah and I, I don't know if you want to talk about um, the Lupo or if you want to talk about um, a day off Twitch first. Because it kind of a little bit intertwined, but not really. Uh, I think we should talk about a day, a day off Twitch. Lupo's taking a lot of days off Twitch. You know, that's a great segment. A segue, sorry. Uh, but if you want to go ahead and intro uh, a day off of Twitch uh, and just mm. give the people a little bit of knowledge on what that is. Yeah, so there's been a lot of influx of, like, hate raids recently. If you don't know what a hate raid is, essentially, like, um, people, botters, come in and create a shit ton of bots and then uh, go to someone's channel and then spam the chat with, like, hateful stuff, usually targeting um, marginalized creators, um, looking specifically for, like, their tags and then going after them and saying in specifically insulting things to them. And and so there was a movement, uh, and there is a movement being presented uh, called A Day Off Twitch. 
<clears throat> and the uh, thought process is that you don't watch Twitch, you don't stream on Twitch, and you just take a day off. And um, there's a couple things that I have like I- issue with. It's like a strike. You're like um, striking. It's a strike. Yeah, it's essentially a strike because the, the goal is to it's try what you and call hit a walkout if you're doing it like if you're doing yeah. it physically a walkout. A walkout exactly. But the problem is, I, I don't think this works like a walkout. Um, I think number one, you're not really hitting Twitch's bottom line here, and I think for the most part, you're not going to convince the entire platform to to go off no matter what. Even if you got some big streamers to do this, right? Mm-hmm. You're not going to convince the entire platform because what's more valuable than a day where every other streamer's offline? You know what I yeah. mean? Like that, that's just the reality. More more than that, um, it, even if they took a couple of the bigger streamers offline for a day, it's really not going to hit their bottom line. You know what I mean? Like like it, it's like as much as it does, like it's it's not effective. But my here's my biggest issue, right? Even if it did hit their bottom line, even if they got all those people and it did hit their bottom line, what's going to be way more effective is just going on Twitch and talking about it, like mm-hmm. genuinely. And and I think that, you know, I could sit here and say, like, you know, how much a, a, of an issue it really is. But the, the bigger problem is I think the way that they're protesting this is bad. And I think that if they the best way to advocate for change for Twitch is to not walk out, but to go live with a black screen saying hashtag Twitch do better or go live and like have a podcast or discussion, go live and and talk to other people, have a banner about it, have it in your title, right? Like do these things to, to really talk about it. Um, But there's, there's a separate issue that I think also needs to be addressed. I do realize that a lot of these like creators are being targeted right and they are marginalized creators and like they go after people in specific tags um i really want to know what they want twitch to do for a couple reasons the biggest reason is what i've seen i've been i've been on twitch for five six years now is that we already have a lot of the tools to deal with like raids like this like there's emote only mode there's sub mode there's follower only mode there's slow mode there's unique chat mode all of these things can just in in, in a button press or a blink of an eye remove it Mm-hmm. Right. And it's gone. I get that it can be frustrating to go in sub mode for a little bit of follower mode. Um, but botting is also not something that is particular to marginalized creators. Um, I will admit that I don't know how much sh- more it is going on. Obviously, it sounds like it's going on a lot more towards marginalized creators now. I mean, I've been I've been botted uh, several times in my Twitch career. So like, and you're it, not even like no offense, lot. but like you're not even like a very large. I'm streamer. a white male in my in my twenties, so like yeah, the, and and talk to any any other big streamer or creator, they've been botted. Everyone yeah. gets botted, right? It is a Twitch problem. It is a internet problem. Twitter can't control their bots. Instagram can't. Facebook can't. No one can control bots because bots are insanely hard to stop, because yeah. it's it's so difficult to tell whether or not something's a bot. And Devin Nash even said, he was like, look, Twitch doesn't want to make it hard for people to sign up. So if you start making, you know, all these different restrictions on to, to stop people from being bots to sign up to Twitch, how many more things are you going to make that new person that's coming to Twitch do to sign up? They, they, they don't want yeah. those restrictions. So to me, this is much more of like a bot problem than a, uh, a marginalized creator problem. I think this is like, like hate raids uh towards everyone are bad right um but obviously 
like these people are being targeted for the color of the skin, the sexual orientation, and that's awful, right? And like the 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 fact that people that of lower uh, viewer counts who maybe aren't as versed on Twitch are getting attacked by this sucks. Yeah, right. That's probably it's like bad. that's probably what what the the pain point is more so is that people that don't know how to yes. deal with those situations. I've been in those situations where it's like there's like a smaller creator that starts getting like a bunch of hate raid or like whatever it may be, just a bunch of hate, and they don't know how to deal with it because they don't know those tools are there for them. Um, yeah. So uh, to name a few, like you said, like the follower mode. If you like, you could, I think follower mode could be like set up to like a month or something like that. So like, yes, it's annoying to be in that, but if you can do it for just like for just a little bit you yeah. ban those people out and like you just set it back yeah. up you know it's a raid um, that passes so I think it's, you know what I mean? it'll pass yeah. like you can you can deal with it and then um on, on top of that you have um we, we talked about this earlier one suggestion that i saw was good um was adding in a two-factor mode um that would be great right and that yeah. means you could only chat if you have two-factor authentication activated on your account um, I also want to state for the record that I thought of that idea without seeing it. <laughs> okay, but <laughs> I I did see. Um, I think Trihex uh, talks uh, talks about. But that. I but I also feel like you have to accept like you have to verify your email like you don't have to verify your email to go out and chat but i feel like that's such a simple thing you need an email to sign up you need an email so like having a setting in your chat being like okay if a verified person like only verified accounts can go ahead and talk in my chat that would be fantastic or only the people that have two two factor authentication can chat in my in my chat which would then proceed to go ahead and be like okay that means they need to either um, have a bot that go ahead and verify emails which is extremely hard to do or like you just steal accounts and then you, you also have the, the fact of yeah and then you you or you need a phone number which is extremely extremely hard to bot you will never get those unless you stole those that account and it was already signed in so like the, the, there's ways to benefit that and i think those are the like the two really good suggestions or i guess um ways to 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 prevent those yeah and it's like i i agree the thing the thing the thing that i struggle with is like i agree with the movement like i think like obviously like hate rating sucks right i think yeah. like having to deal with all these bots bots suck and i think that there are some things twitch can do but at the end of the day I don't know how much more Twitch can do. Like, I think, like, yeah, a two-factor authentication thing, right? But there's not, I mean, like, stop people from botting. Like, that's that's such an insanely hard task, you know? I haven't heard a lot of other, like, very concrete solutions that they want Twitch to actually do. I um, mean, I would love to hear those. But that that's, what I, that, that's, like, my main issue is, like, we're taking a day off to bring awareness to to have Twitch do what exactly? Like, we haven't even yeah. discussed that, yet, right? Like, like that's what what it feels to me when it's like, imagine if you just went live, said Twitch do better, and we're like, we want Twitch to do ABC. This is our demands. Yeah. This is what we're looking for, right? And then now you can follow up on Twitch and give them like a plan of action, right? One of the things that you I think didn't mention is the fact that like the reason why it's it's better to do something on Twitch than to do something I like just like not being on Twitch is because let's say somebody I'm going to take a big streamer I'm going to take big numbers for this let's say you you are a big streamer you have 10,000 viewers on average right how many people of that 10,000 do you think are going to know that it's your day off of Twitch hashtag day off of Twitch let's say for example 
and this is probably like a large number, probably like this number wouldn't even fathom it, 50% of those, let's say 50% of those knew that you were going off. That leaves 15, 15%, or sorry, 50% of your people not knowing why you're not on Twitch that day and not knowing what the reason is. What would be better is what you mentioned, going live with a black screen with like a hashtag, uh, a day off of Twitch or something like that, and like talking about it. Or even better yet, planning this better to have like a town hall specifically on one channel where people come in and like talk yep. about it and directing all those people to that town hall to discuss it. Um, I think that would be the best thing. Like that, that would be the best thing because again, all these different people, let's say for example, for for whatever reason, 20 percent uh, of people don't go on Twitch, don't go live, and that's I feel like would be a very large number. I don't think we're going to hit that much of like a day off of Twitch. But let's say twenty people don't use Twitch, and twenty people, twenty uh, percent of people, sorry, not twenty percent, uh, no, not twenty people, but twenty percent of people don't go on Twitch, and twenty percent of people don't go live. That is like, that's not going to do a a lot to Twitch. Twitch is going to be like, oh, we had an off day. Like it's gonna, it's a speed bump. Okay, next day it's back to normal. Okay, yep. like it's not gonna do much. But starting that conversation with like having podcasts or having a discussion, town hall, whatever it may be, is a fantastic way of doing it. And and unfortunately, like I can't, I I feel like I can't be like the source of like solutions and be like, guys, yeah. why don't we do this instead? Because I don't, I don't think I have that big of a voice. Yeah. If they if they actually start doing things, that'd be fantastic. Um, this month is probably going to be the best, uh, the, the biggest month for Twitch because it's September, um, where it's like half off first time subs or something like that. Um, so hopefully maybe it hurts somebody's wallet or something like that. Maybe. But at the same time, I feel like if big streamers get into it and just go live with a black screen, hashtag, whatever, I think it'd be the best thing ever for, for the platform. And, um, just a, a personal little an, uh, anecdote from me is I, I've been scrolling on uh, on Twitter. Uh, sorry, not on, uh, it's not on Twitter, on TikTok. And I've seen a bunch of people being like, this is how you stop hate raids. This is how you do this. This is how you do that. And um, I've noticed um, a lot of people are like, oh, these are the bot accounts that like follow you. And then they, they start to hate raid. And I went live the other day for two and a half hours. Within the first three minutes of me being live, a bot that is known to be one of those like um, those hate raid bots followed me instantly. Um, I think the name was like Haas 0321 or something like that. I don't fucking remember what the name is. Uh, but it was one of those. And it instantly followed me. And I was like, ooh, that's a problem. <laughs> like that bot is just set up to see anybody that goes live. It just follows you instantly. Uh, that's what the bot is set to. And I just can't fathom. Twitch should be able to see... And I understand bots are hard to, to like suppress or whatever, but Twitch should be able to see that account and a bunch of people have the same experience. That account, once it follows you, hate raids happen afterwards. So like, why can't Twitch do like, be like, oh, that account should be banned, ban it off our APIs, ban it off of this, ban it off of that, or get the Twitch client or Twitch client ID, ban that person entirely, whatever they're using it. Like... I, I don't understand how that's not even like a, a thought process or like an, a thing that they they have done. Like I, I I really don't understand. Like I feel like it's so simple. Like hey, people have all had the same experience with this Haas account. Fucking remove it. That is I, I guess like the the kind of more sad news of Twitch not fucking doing anything for their community again. But it's the same song and dance every time. Um, it's gonna be <laughs> it's gonna be like that until they fucking actually get their heads out of their asses. Unfortunately. I, I honestly, like, I was thinking about it the other day, uh, Tommy. 
and I don't think Twitch is going to last. I don't think Twitch is Twitch lasts in the next five years. I don't think Twitch lasts. The problem I have right now is like, I believe YouTube is coming up as well. I don't think this is. I don't think what you're saying is like out of the realm of possibility. I think the harder question is what's going to take over, and I think right now people are reluctantly staying on Twitch, and you know, as as cool as Mixer was. Um, you know, it didn't take over, right? And taking over Twitch is going to be the hard part. Not that Twitch is gonna Twitch is going to consistently fail and fail and fail and fail and fail. Um, as we've seen, just because they're run by Amazon and you know they they're put at a disadvantage. No disrespect to Twitch employees, it, I feel like it's definitely hard to like do a whole lot on the position that they're in. But I think that uh, you know as YouTube starts to catch up to the, I guess. Uh, feature creep that twitch has Mm -hmm. i think we'll start to see like you know genuinely and and like i said moving into dr lupo i think that as more and more people move over to youtube you know that's that's the future and that's the reality that i see but i just i don't see another like it's hard for me to believe to see another website come out of nowhere and take over right and so i don't don't see twitch dying like that the only way i see it dying is like slowly leeching to youtube and that's what i see that's what i see is is huge man like that's big genuinely he, yeah, that's was, what I... he was a huge person on twitch and and to see him no longer there and then also dr disrespect this is just we didn't write about this in our notes but dr disrespect also suing twitch we talked about last we talked about it last, Did we talk about last week oh, <laughs> yeah. my, my bad i forgot about that but regardless my point <laughs> it wasn't is, our like, title come on now yeah no, but uh, so jumping into the other topic of Dr. Lupo, it's yes, uh, he just moved to to uh, YouTube today, actually. Today was his first day. Uh, uh, again, the 31st of uh, August was his first day. Big creators like Dr. Lupo, which is like a, be- like, if you think of Dr. Lupo, and per- personally in my mind, it's a beacon of fucking light of humanity. This man has raised so much money for, yeah. for, for so many charities. Uh, he's done so many amazing things. He's just a great person overall. Once you start taking those people and moving them to YouTube, people start to feel like, okay, YouTube is a legitimate platform. When you start taking small, like, uh, not to dish and like be a dick to anybody else, but like the hundred thieves, like I guess partnership that they had with YouTube, which like some of the content creators moved over to YouTube, like it wasn't that big because it was just like, oh, that's money. They just want money. But once Dr. Lupo like moves over and like more bigger content creators move over, they feel more security in that. And I feel that that's what you're going to start seeing is people feel more secure in moving over to YouTube, especially with their features that they're releasing. Um, to, to go a little bit on like what Dr. Looper said is like for him personally, yes, this was this was for the bag. He's chasing the bag here because now with this with this contract alone of him moving over to YouTube, he's set for life. He said it himself. He's like not to beat around the bush. He is set for life. Uh, and that, yes, if that makes him selfish, whatever it can be. He doesn't need to worry about it anymore. He does not need to worry, which is fantastic for him. I'm super, I'm super happy with uh, for him. Um, but that's what I, that's where I see Twitch dying is Twitch not keeping up, Twitch not doing anything for their community, and then YouTube just surpassing them because they're, they're just YouTube. I, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, right now, Twitch is um, leaking money, basically meaning that Twitch is taking more money from Amazon than they're actually coming back in revenue. Uh, and now you can correct me, anybody in the comments, if you guys feel like it. But I'm pretty sure that's what's happening with Twitch, and that's what's been happening with Twitch. It's just brands aren't putting enough money into it. And at some point, I feel like Amazon's going to be like, 
Twitch, no more. Frankly, is 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 wild to me. By the way, yeah, because like they, there is so many ads on Twitch right now, it's it's crazy, and they've been forcing forcing it through on so many different levels, and then on top of that, they have a revenue stream that fucking Twitter, YouTube, every other site doesn't fucking have, which is subs and and bits, like that is a dis like. You, we well, they, about they didn't much- have them at, at first, but now like all those other platforms do have them, but yeah. Sure. Yeah, but my my point is is like uh like subs are so prevalent on Twitch. They are 100%. They are so prevalent that even if they don't make up uh, a large portion of like their entire income, they definitely make up some sizable amount. Because there's mm-hmm. like the amount of think if you think about like how many subs one person has, you're like, wow, that's you know, XQC has a lot of subs or this person has a lot. fucking Rich Campbell. You probably have no idea who that guy is. He has twenty thousand <laughs> subs, twenty twenty five thousand. Yeah, I don't know who that is. Subs, right? Yeah, he, he just plays Final Fantasy. He's like eight eight k uh-huh. viewers. You know what I mean? Like ten k viewers, right? Twenty thousand hit twenty five thousand. Like that's crazy, that's, actually. With with an average average eight k and twenty five thousand subs, that's insane. a crazy amount. Insane. And and there's literally and you don't even know him. Like and think about how many subs are happening on Twitch. Like yeah. it is insane to think about, and well, so th- there's no way that they're not making some sort of big chunk of change. If you think about like, oh, they're making extreme sh- streamers making thirty grand a month. I mean, they're easily making millions a month. You know, like, yeah. I was gonna say that you you kind of start seeing that trend a few years ago. Um, when Twitch I first introduced Twitch Prime, and then they proceeded to then like remove like you wouldn't see ads. At that, like, if you had Twitch Prime, you wouldn't see ads on channels and or anywhere on Twitch actually. And then a year later, they removed that, right? And they removed it, and then uh, they started removing different things, different perks from actually seeing ads. They they need to make revenue somewhere, and um, I, maybe this year they're they're up in revenue. Uh, maybe last year they were as well. But I know back in the day they were bleeding more money than they were actually getting in, which was kind of a problem for them. But again, to to kudos to um to Mr. Lupo, I I'm. 100% uh, happy for him. I'm sure that he's going to be doing a killer on YouTube. I kind of tuned into his stream an hour in uh, today and he was still sitting at 10k which was fantastic. Um, hope the best for him. Hopefully he gets those numbers keep going. Uh, but yeah, I mean, again, it's I, I see that coming along and I see a lot of people going, probably going to be moving soon. A big one that I'd be super surprised with, uh, super, super surprised with would be if, um, if Tim the Tatman were to move. I think that his community is so embedded into Twitch that I don't think it would go as smoothly. But I also think that he would do well on YouTube as well. Um, if that happens, well, it's yet to see, but it would be interesting. Yeah, I, I mean, it's always interesting to speculate. I think that there are definitely more YouTuber type uh, Twitch streamers. I think Tim the Tadman's one of them. Mm-hmm. And I think it'll definitely be interesting to see who moves over. Like, for example, XQC. He'd never, no, never. I don't think so. He'd never, never. There's too many memes. Like, he's too integrated into the memes and like the too, like. Yeah, it's the emotes. The emotes is his like is this Twitch chat. Yeah, but like I think Tim the Tapman could just seamlessly like oh he's on YouTube now okay cool and like like they, that would literally be like not a big change. This is how like I see it like kind of split is like people that do like the LSF type shit. That's the people that would never move to to YouTube and the people that like are just mainstream. Are like oh. the people that would just stay on YouTube. Wait, That's like the way I would separate them. Would Would Hassan Piker move? I think Hassan would. 
I think Hassan one hundred percent. I mean, like, like I think. The, okay, let me let me be clear. I think that m- most people, about 99 percent of people, would move for for the money. Let's be clear. Uh, yeah. But I, I like. Do you think it would be a good move for Hosega to move to YouTube? Like, do you think it would feel like good? I think YouTube suppresses news too much and too too like suppresses polarizing news too much. Um, so I don't know if you would do good on YouTube. If he knows that, then maybe he would move. But I think he would move. I, I feel like if the bag was big enough, I think he would move. Like I, I mean, anybody would move if the bag was big enough. Um, I, I it's really about the number of what what would make him move. But I think he would. I think he would if like they didn't like undershoot him and like they gave him like a real offer, like hey, ten mil for three years. I think he'd do it. He needs to pay off his two point seven million dollar house that he just bought. That damn socialist. Um, so I think I think he would move. Fucking piker, dude. Son of a bitch. Uh, yeah. So I mean, that kind of wraps it up. Kudos to to Lupo. I'm super happy for him. And then to just kind of end off the the podcast, uh, I think we we'll just go over some things that were kind of announced with um with uh, Gamescom. By the way, I said I was saying it wrong. Yes, uh, last week I thought it was Gamescon. C O N, but it's games games com C O M, not N M. Uh, I was saying that wrong, so hopefully nobody caught that last, <laughs> last week. Um, but I caught myself. I actually googled the, <laughs> I googled it, and I was like, oh, I'm saying it wrong. Um, I googled like the company. I was like, oh, well, rip me, dude. Uh, but yeah, I just want to kind of mention a few of the games that were mentioned there, and kind of go over with you, Tommy, what what your thoughts were on it, uh, and kind of end the podcast on that. Dokovi. Dokovi. Or Dogev. Dokovi? Is, is it called Dokovi? Because I, I. They say it. The, the name reading it is just Dokovi. Yeah. Is it. If they, it's the same publisher or same developer as the people that made uh, Black Desert Online? Developer. A developer, okay. It's, it's um, a I don't know how to really. I don't really know how to describe it this is game. A, but it's basically. A fever dream. It's a fever dream. Like, I don't even know. <laughs> like. It's it's a it, it feels like I literally had like I, I like I ate like two boxes of nerds and I drank like raw sugar. Like that's what like watching this feels like. It it made me think it it's literally just a arcade style Pokemon game. And it sounds weird when I say it out loud, but it's literally you got you have like longboards, you have skateboards, you have uh rollerblades, you have too. air gliding things. There's and then like, and then you have yeah. that combat aspect to it. Uh, where like you have to defeat things, and I don't know if you capture them, but you're like defeating monsters and stuff like that. I don't know if you capture them or not. I, I'm not entirely sure. I know. I know they didn't really the, show that in the trailer. The the companions that you capture fight with you. Oh, okay, okay. Um, but I don't know. Like, I don't know. Like, I don't know. There's there's not enough information about all of this. I just know I watched I watched the trailer. Um, it's D O K E V. Watch the fucking trailer because it it, it just. Like you watch it and you start off for the first like 20 seconds and it's these kids like hanging out and being cool. And you're like, <laughs> all right, uh, I don't know about this one. Maybe I'm a little uh, too old for this. I, I'm a bit uncomfortable. And then, um, and, and then she then pulls out start, a hammer out of her ass and starts beating yeah, the shit out of the things. She pulls out this <laughs> giant fucking hammer and then the graphics look fucking insane. And then stunning, like, stunning. And then like the long boarding section with the, 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 roller skates uh the, there's like a swing like all these different like methods of traversal look fun as fuck to use and then like 
and then uh, also by the way the soundtrack bops for fucking no reason yeah, at all. It was a like it just sure. slaps and then and then like by the time you're done with it you're like I don't know what the what fuck that watch? was, but I want to play. Like, I, I want to try. Yeah, exactly. Play. I don't know. What exa- <laughs> that's actually, I think, the best way of describing it. I don't know what I just watched, but I want to play it. Um, and uh, it's going to be multiplayer, right? I'm assuming it's going to be multiplayer. It's supposed to be an MMO. It's supposed to be an MMO. So you're going to see, like, mm. other people in the world. Um, yeah, that's crazy. That's crazy. That's going to be, be fun. super interesting. That's a game that I would try, Tommy. Whenever it comes out, let me know. I'll try it, man. All right? <laughs> don't we, can, we, we can play together. Skyrim, don't give me your shit say less. <laughs> <laughs> um, moving on from that, we had uh, a kind of playthrough, tra- or not pl- not kind of, but it was a um play th- what are- gameplay. Why did I say playthrough? Gameplay trailer for um Dying Light Two. Personally, did not watch the trailer. I don't know if you did, but Dying Light has been one of the games that I've been. I loved playing the first one. I don't know if you ever played it, but it's a game that I've I've played and I played it. I think three times over. I love that game. I love the parkour aspect to it. I love the fighting style of it. I'm super excited for Dying Light 2. I even played um, some of the uh, some of the DLCs that came out for Dying Light and stuff like that. I'm super super hyped for Dying Light 2. I'll look at the gameplay trailer. Um, but I don't know if you if you looked at it if you have any thoughts on on the game personally love it hoping that I'm wishing that Dying Light 2 is 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 good as well. Yeah, I mean I've never played the original Dying Light. I had a friend who did as well back uh, when the first one came out, and they were um, CJ. If you listen to this, I'm talking about you, but there's no way he's listening to this. Um, <laughs> but he would fucking tell me like day in and day out in my programming class about how I need to play Dying Light. Um, and like how cool of a game it was. I just, I never tried it myself. So maybe I will try Dying Light 2. Um, definitely give that a, a... Oh, what? You don't want to go back to old games, Tommy? You don't want to try Dying Light? Yeah. Theory? What do you mean? I, dude, I'm not playing old games. I don't play old games. That's so cringe, dude. I, I don't know what uh, loads up Melee. <laughs> <laughs> loads, yeah, loads up Melee with his game controller. 20-year-old game. Uh, <laughs> but yeah... I mean, I played it, I want to say, like, three years from now. And, like, they they had announced, like, Dying Light 2. Oh, they were coming out with it. And then they just went dark with that, right? And they never came out with anything regarding it. And I was like, man, what's going on? And earlier this year, they were just like, hey, these are a little bit that were coming with it. And then I was just like, wait, there's no way. They're, they're, they actually put out news for it. And then they came out with an actual teaser trailer and, like, releasing December 2021. And I was like, yes! <laughs> so I'm super excited for it. Uh, it's definitely a game I'm going to stream. Uh, I'm definitely going to be streaming the fuck out of the game. And uh, yeah, I'm going to have a bunch of fun with it. Another game that was uh, announced at Gamescom was uh, Saints Row, which I believe was called Reborn. Ooh, yikes. I should probably look that up, huh? Uh, but, <laughs> but dude, we're terrible journalists. The good thing we yeah. don't have a journalist degree, right? Uh, but yeah, Saints Row uh, was announced, and I am excited for it because Saints Row Four is a game that I really, really enjoyed. And uh, if anybody doesn't know anything about Saints Row, uh, it's if I'm gonna I'm going to use GTA here, but it's a GTA but more arcadey, where you like it's a lot more silly, um, less realistic, more silly in the sense of. Um, like, for example, in Saints Row 4, you can run around with a giant, like, fucking three-foot dildo and, like, smack people with it and, like, murder them. Um, so, like, that's what I say when I say, like, arcade um, style. It's, it's it's more street fight, like, having fun with it. Um, less realistic. I, that's that's the best way of saying it. Uh, you're a, lot, a lot of the, like, the gameplay is you're, like, on fucking drugs or some shit. Like, everything's, like, uh, <laughs> everything's, like, blue and purple and stuff like that. Uh, yeah. 
regardless, looks like a great game. I don't know if you have anything that you want to say about it, Tommy. I I want to try it. I've never played a Saints Row game. Um, and you have you have never tried any Saints Row game? Never played a Saints Row game. Um, and that's just just a franchise I missed out on. Um, but I definitely the, the disrespect, do want to try bro. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I've heard like really great things about it. the The thing is, is like, I mean, you've heard me talk about this too many times. Uh, that probably makes your ears bleed. But uh, my biggest issue with GTA is that it's too realistic. Um, I want a sandbox game that feels like a sandbox and where I can like go and have fun. I feel like there's a lot of things that are cool in GTA. By the way, I'm talking about GTA base game. Okay, let's not talk about we're not, we're not talking about like role play and stuff. Obviously, if you want to talk about role play, GTA is fucking perfect for that. And especially the role play servers and stuff they've done with like no pixel, it is beyond amazing for role play. But when I play a game like GTA base game, I really like the sandbox aspect. I like that I can go anywhere, do anything, jump my car off a cliff, whatever. And that's why, to me, the like Just Cause series always really appealed to me. Um, I love Just Cause 3, and I've played a fuck ton of Just Cause 3. I love to just go in there and do random shit. If you don't know what that is, it's like you're just crazy invincible, but like you can jump between jets and like have huge explosions and it's just super fun where here's a curious question for you yeah is it just cause or just cause i always say just cause because like that's how i say it. so i say like Fair enough. why'd you do this I, I don't i don't know what it is i'm not also not trying to correct you i don't know i generally do not know which one it was i i think yeah it, it i think it's just cause but i think i actually think just cause makes a lot more sense because it's like yeah just cause we yeah, made this game just cause yeah, exactly. Like, why, why'd you do that? Just because. Like, that's the whole thing. But anyway, okay, um, okay. I think that my biggest issue with GTA is whenever I played GTA, the online felt fucking awful. It was the worst experience, one of the worst online experiences <laughs> I've ever had. Um, and then the uh, single player felt like I was, like, like, railroaded. Like, it was, like, so hard to, like, do the things that were fun. Like... It was like cyber, like cyberpunk, but remove all the abilities and cool weapons. And like, it was just like, I was like, I felt like I was like super bored the whole time. And and that was my That's biggest fair. issue. And and I was just like, okay, well, I guess I can do the story. I, 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 why I'm, I'm not playing this for the story, you know, like that's not why I'm here. So it was just very, it was very weird to me. Was, and so um, I'm excited to see what Saints Row can bring to actually bring some more like interesting uh, gameplay mechanics uh, and see like how fun that is. I think that's a fair assessment of it because as well, like I, I again, I think if you're playing GTA single player, you're playing it for uh, the story. I don't think you're going to have Omega fun with it. Um, sure. If you start introducing cheats in it and like you start like get like give yourself like a bunch of health and like you start doing funny things like bouncing your car and stuff like that. Um, I think that's when it starts to get fun. You can also mod GTA uh, single player. Um, so that's like, that's fun as well. I personally have never never done it, but I get where you're coming from when you say that. So completely understand. I think Saints Row is going to be more up your alley where you can just do silly shit all the time. Um, so that's it. A game that I wanted to mention very, very briefly because I don't give a shit about it. There's going to be a uh, an XCOM Marvel game. Uh, I don't know if you, I don't know how you would really classify XCOM, but it's basically like a strategy game, like a turn-based strategy game. Yeah, it's a, it's a turn-based strategy where you have like RNG in it and it's tactical and... I, it's Marvel. Yeah, that's, I, I that's don't pretty care. much it. it. Like I, I just don't care. I mean, it's it's Marvel, which is the thing that like is cool about it. But I personally, I don't, I don't care for it. Like, look, if they made a good Marvel game, then I'd be for it. But th- like, putting Marvel on a game to me just says it's going to be bad. Like that's how I see it. 
That, it, it's just to get sales or that's exactly or sales. That's, that's what I think that's like the game I itself it. is going to be bad. So that I mean, that, probably maybe it'll be good. I don't know. Prove me wrong. But I also feel like sometimes whenever these studios like taking these endeavors, they have to release them within a specific time frame, and they're not be, they're not ready to be released. And whenever they they actually nope. get released, because like yep. uh, whoever whoever I guess Marvel or Disney at this point is just like I, this game needs to be out here because we're doing promotions at this time and this time and this time. You have to release it in September of 2021. If not, like like just fuck you. Um, so they just end up releasing it in a half-ass game. Like that other fucking Marvel's game that came out, that game was trash, bro. Do you remember that? That yeah. game was absolute dookie. Yep. Um, so It was really fucking bad. Hopefully this one is a little bit better. Um, I'm sure XCOM fans will, will enjoy it, and also Marvel fans will probably enjoy it as well. Um, but I don't know anything about it. So moving along, Halo Infinite got a release date, I believe, which was like December. Uh, interesting. Uh, the trailer for it was fun. I guess. I, I mean, I'm not super huge Halo fan, so I don't know if you are, Tommy. I'm a huge Halo fan. I grew up playing Halo, and so it was hype for me um, because it's just Spartans are cool as fuck. But that's just, you know, maybe my nostalgia, but I, I'm i hyped for it. It looks like they're doing a lot of things right. It looks like they're taking a lot of good criticism um, that like they previously had on like some of the trailers and stuff for Halo Infinite. I'm excited to see where it lands. You know, I, I think if if this is a really good game, I think that could be really awesome for Microsoft and the Xbox, uh, the Xbox One or what's is it the X what's the, what's the newest console? It's the One S. Uh, brother, you're asking the wrong person. I don't Dude, I, like, I don't forget. keep up with Xbox. That's so bad. Oh, Jesus. Anyway. Xbox Xbox branding has been the worst, and that's a topic on its own that we can talk about for an uh, yeah. for an hour. But I, I don't know the newest Xbox. Yeah, the newest Xbox, Xbox One uh, S X two plus five seven two. That's the one. I don't know, dude. Three thousand. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. Um, <laughs> but uh, I think it could really do really well. Like, I think it could actually do super well, and that would be really awesome. Um, so I, I hope it does well. I hope it does well for Microsoft. I hope it does well for the Halo franchise. I just I think Halo's cool. I think yeah, they've been kind of like games. on a downtrend, huh? Yeah, I mean, like they've had okay games, but like it's just been downtrending pretty much since Reach, in my opinion. A lot of people think it's been downtrending since Halo Three, which I understand, but Reach was a fucking amazing game, and and uh, after that though, it's been kind of. Eh. And then there's some, there's some core f- features from the Halo games missing at launch for Halo Infinite, like Forge. Um, so people are kind of worried about that. I don't know if you know what Forge is. Um, but basically, one of the reasons Halo was so popular was because they had this thing called Forge all the way back in Halo 3 in fucking 2007. Um, and what Forge was, was you became a little oracle, you could fly around... And spawn things in on the map and create your own maps. Uh, oh yeah, on, I remember on that the thing. So and what they and then then what they do is they allow you to do custom games. So you had like cust you have all these different Halo custom games, almost like Minecraft. Like people would just make all these different like maps and custom games, and then people would play the custom games on those maps. And it was just for 2007. It was, you know, like it was like like crazy, right? It was essentially what was happening with like Warcraft 3 but in a much larger audience uh with Halo um isn't that what where it, like it spawned with like that that game mode with like the hammers and you smack yourselves and also like like uh there was like you smacked the ball into the other person's net and then also capture the flag of sorts 
And then there's, I think, a, a, another one that I know is like a bunch of debris falling down on you and you just have to climb all the way up without dying. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, there's a bunch of different ones. Like, Griff Ball is great because Griff Ball was literally, and this is one of the cool things about Halo, was it was a custom game made by a guy at Red versus Blue, uh, which is like, you know, a, a YouTuber. Yeah, yeah. Right? A YouTube, not a YouTuber, Jesus, like a comp- an entire uh, content creation company. And, um, and Griff invented the game mode and they called it Griff Ball. And so Halo was like, fuck, let's put Griff Ball in the game. And they called it Griff Ball. And, and that oh, was cool. really cool. Uh, and then they, they did a bunch of other things like that. My favorite I was Speed Halo. Speed Halo is fucking so fun. You basically, what you do uh, is they put a bunch of vehicles at the top. And there's one infected person with a gravity hammer. And there's a big ass ramp from the top going all the way down like at a very sharp angle. Um, straight down. And then at the very bottom, there's a teleporter teleporter that sends you right back to the top of the ramp mm-hmm. um, and the way teleporters work is they conserve momentum so you're fucking speeding down at like 90 900 miles an hour and you hit the teleporter and, then, and you're just flying down this ramp as fast as possible and there's people with gravity hammers sitting on the ramp trying to hit your car Mm. and explode it and if you die then you become a person that has a gravity hammer and eventually i see i see you you run into people and and that's the end of the game but it's just so fun because you're traveling so fast half and and what ends up happening most of the time is you're traveling so fast the person with the gravity hammer can't react and you just (laughs) splatter them instantly it's so funny man it's so good i love i love how excited you're getting about this it brings back nostalgia for sure for you it's it's funny how, how excited you are uh, <laughs> not to be the bearer of bad news, but moving on to <laughs> moving on to uh, a game that is gonna pr- probably one a very anticipated game for people that played the first one. Uh, if you guys have ever heard of Horizon Zero Dawn, they're coming out with a second game called Horizon Forbidden West. I believe that's its vis- it's its name. Um, which I never played Horizon Zero Dawn, but I've watched a nil play it. And uh, looks actually really fun, so I'm looking forward to uh, to that. I think it's going to be a, a fun game to either dabble into uh, myself or just watch and I'll play it again because looks like a fun game. I think it, though I don't know if this one's going to be PS uh, PS exclusive, but I believe Horizon Zero Dawn was a PlayStation exclusive. It's going to launch on both PS4 and PS5, as far as I understand. Um, okay, but it's not. Uh, not not coming to PC. <laughs> uh, like okay. we'll have not not coming to PC. We'll have to see. Um, so we'll have to see if like it's like a year down the line or what it is. Um, I'm not exactly sure on that. But I mean, I don't have a PS5, so I'll, I'll be watching from the sidelines at least for a year probably. Um, but it's definitely a cool game. Uh, definitely cool for like you know PS4 PS5 owners. So definitely interesting. Yeah, uh, I think as well, like with my PS5, I do like share play to my PC, which is fantastic. And I just played off my PC. So uh, oh, wow. if I do end up getting it, I can just do that. Uh, honestly, it's a it's a great feature. Uh, moving on, I think this one is such a fucking good meme. I, 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 if you guys have been a long time listener of the podcast, like I'm talking about long time, like when we first booted this up, we talked about Death Stranding and how much I hate that fucking game and how much I just think that game is trash. Um, but don't fear, they put more trash into it. Um, they basically 
added so i'm gonna go with the stupid shit first and then move back to like i think a little bit i guess cooler shit that makes the game bearable dumbest thing they introduced racing in it they introduced the they introduced racing in in the game a game that has nothing to do with racing at all they went ahead and built tracks like like it's fucking like you're playing fucking need for speed they built tracks and you can race three different vehicles which is the bike the car and then the truck you can race the goddamn truck and i swear to you in the trailer that they showed themselves it looks like they're going like i i at the maximum 20 miles an hour and it just looks like the the most boring shit and just it it's not, it doesn't fit in the game at all um so that's something that they added going back they added vehicles that like you can just now like ramp like they added ramps and like the vehicles to ramp over like difficult terrain or rivers or ravines or things like that so basically circumventing what the entire game is about with these vehicles which like they had vehicles before but like they just made it even easier now like they just made they, yeah, they, yeah, they like, added so much stuff to make it easier. It's like why the the vehicles were there, but like they didn't have those ramps, and the vehicles didn't do what they did before. But the thing that like tripped me up so much when I saw it in the trailer, and we laughed so hard about this, Tommy, is the little robot that's just legs. <laughs> the, there's a robot that will carry the packages for you, but not only carry the packages for you, you can put the packages on your back. And then sit on the legs, and the legs will do all the walking for you. So it's literally, from the trailer, what it looks like, it's literally an AFK game at that point. You just put the packages on your back, get on these legs, and it just, the legs just go. They just go. That it's, I don't know how else to explain it. They, they just remove the entire gameplay from their game. The whole game is literally about traveling, and somehow they thought the best move was to just remove that auto travel like like <laughs> like they're just like the like imagine if they're like I, I feel like next they're gonna be like putting in like waypoints like oh you know you, you just you can just fast travel like anywhere no like, it's just, at the first it's, it's gonna be jets they're gonna introduce jets and like yeah. fucking uh it's gonna be crazy i don't know. Cut I, I was never what do mean like they'll do like a second director's cut and they'll add in like oh yeah 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 it'll be the planes it'll be the um oh my god what's the fucking planes something and automobiles planes trains and automobiles update that's what it'll be oh and and (laughs) and then it'll just literally be fucking like all those things and you can just like oh you want uh too difficult to travel oh just make sure you get your uh bags checked and then you can fly over there it's just (laughs) yeah it'd be silly as hell um, I was never a big advocate of the game. I also th- I, I thought from the moment I saw it, it was trash. Um, like the first trailer with the teaser trailer of like the baby crying and like Norman Reedus. Is that what his name is? Yeah. Uh, Norman Reedus. Norman Reedus. Um, Norman okay. Reedus. When I saw him, I thought it, it was interesting. And then they proceeded to show gameplay and I was like, mm, that game looks like trash. And I've always talked shit about it. Probably always will. Um, I don't think the game is good at all. The only thing I will say that looks good of what they added was the uh, shooting range and like the the training range or whatever. Um, that's the only thing I think that looks good at all in my in my entire but opinion like about so, that. It's, it's, such, just, it's such a weak, you know, like oh they added yeah, I mean, a training range. Woo! No, exactly. That's the but that's the only thing I see good about it. Assassin's um, Creed so. had it back in 2011. <laughs> uh, but. Yeah. Uh, Moving on from that trash, 
last thing uh, on the podcast on this on this uh, episode, which by the way, on my recording right now, we're like at an hour and thirty minutes, which is insane. Yeah. Um, longest episode we've ever had. But last um, last game I want to talk about is uh, Call of Duty Vanguard. They are coming out, or I, there was a trailer about it, and um, it's basically set in World War Two. Tommy knows. I don't know anything about history. I fucking I I would have failed history if my teacher didn't hate me so much. That sounds weird, right? They hated me so much they just passed me and they were like, get the fuck out of my class. <laughs> I hated history that much. I just did not care. They were just like, fucking get out of here. Um, and yeah. Anyways, but yeah, c- go ahead and uh, explain Tommy what this uh, where this takes place. Um. So the trailer you sent, uh, I believe was specifically um, Stalingrad, but the reveal trailer, which was about two weeks ago, or was the August 19th, mm-hmm. um, basically states that it's going to be on multiple different fronts, right? So um, if you remember, uh, well, m- maybe you don't because you look like, at history, uh, World War II was famous for having tons of different like fronts, right? You have the Pacific Front, which is U.S. and Japan. You had the Western Front, which was uh, a lot of the different uh, European allies, mainly the U.K. as well, uh, versus uh, Germany. Um, then you have like the uh, African Front, which is a lot of the U.S. and, and allies versus Germany as well, rising up through Italy um, and some of the other nations. And then you have uh, the Eastern Front, which is... Uh, the Soviet Union and and Germany. Stalingrad was the Soviet Union and Germany. Um, And from the looks of it, they're getting very, very intense with these campaigns. I wonder if uh, one of the campaigns on the Eastern Front is literally just Stalingrad. Uh, Because if you don't Mm. know, Stalingrad was a five-month-long battle, which is insane, um, where one point... One so 1.1 million Soviets died, and like 1.3 million uh, Axis, uh, like Germany, Italy, Hungary, Romania, uh, died in that battle. It, it was an insane battle that lasted forever and just had an insane amount of uh, human casualties. So it looks like they may be trying to do a story around that. The game looks cool uh, in the trailer. Uh, it, it looks interesting. Uh, I'll definitely have to see. Uh, definitely have to see more about it. I do respect Call of Duty uh, putting out slappers uh, as of late. So, like, just just to like reference, the last two games have been Modern Warfare. Was it, is it Black? It's not Black Ops. It's Black. Uh, Black. What is uh, Cold War. Cold War. Yeah, yeah. So there's Cold War, and then now there's Vanguard. Modern Warfare was my favorite Call of Duty in like the past like ten years, probably. Um, I just. Uh, it was everything about it was really good, um, especially the story. And I'm, I'm glad they brought the story back in Modern Warfare because that's one of the reasons I fucking love Call of Duty was was the campaign. I paid the full sixty just to play the campaign. It was that good. Um, Cold War, man, the zombies were good, but like I like the it fell off quick. It definitely fell off quick. Yeah, it fell off so fast, and the multiplayer was like so like poopy. And obviously, everyone's still playing Warzone. Um, and the, I mean, at the time, and then the the campaign was good. I enjoyed it. You know, I, mm-hmm. I, I definitely the didn't campaign was good. It. I did enjoy it as well. I wouldn't say it was as good as Modern Warfare, in my opinion, but it was good. Like I don't really, I can't really say it was bad. I like the multi ending that they had in Cold War. Like you could have like a, a, a 
plethora of like different endings. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if that's really the word to describe it. I think there, there was a couple, but yeah, you had different endings, which was nice. Yeah. Uh, and like looking forward to something like Vanguard, look, World War II is just a cool fucking setting. Um, you know, obviously, Call of Duty, Call, <laughs> Call of Duty, World War Two was a shit that's game. Su- that's that's such a okay. weird like if, if you, know if you take that like, sentence it's a cool and like just Call of like Duty. <laughs> it's a good setting for Call of Duty. They've obviously done a bunch of yeah. games around World War Two, but they can keep coming back to it because there's so many different battles and so many different conflicts um, and so many different stories you can tell um, in World War Two. So, I think at the end of the day. Um, you know, I, I'm definitely looking forward to Vanguard, man, I, and I I hope uh, they have some sort of anti cheat <laughs> built in on this one. <laughs> for fuck's sake! From what I understand as well is, um, it's going to be four playable characters, um, like four different playable characters. So maybe they will be one from every front uh, on four different fronts. So um, that's going to be super interesting. I'll definitely be playing it because I just. I like the campaign of Call of Duty, and then I'll probably try it out, try out the multiplayer a little bit. Um, I like the old school guns a lot more than I'd like the new school. After Black Ops Two, after Black Ops Two, uh, I think Modern Warfare Three is the last one that I actually really played. And after that, uh, Advanced War and stuff like that, I played a little bit, but I was like, no, this shit's not for me. You fucking grappling and like jetpacking and stuff like that. No, it's not for me. And I think that's when like Titanfall is like kind of blowing up. So maybe Call of Duty wants to do something like that as well. But Vanguard from Sledgehammer, I believe that Sledgehammer is making this one as well. Um, which they're back in the rotation. I think they dropped out for one of the rotations. If nobody knows, Call of Duty is usually made by three different uh, developers: by uh, Treyarch, by Activision. No, not Activision. <laughs> who's, the, the who's the uh, fuck um but no uh, but it's it's published by activision but it's it's treyarch uh infinity ward and then infinity also ward. sledgehammer yeah. uh for some odd reason uh i mean sledgehammer came in in like 2013 i think or 2014 i don't exactly remember and then they dropped out for one of the rotations so basically like it always rotates between treyarch uh infinity ward and then sledgehammer they're back now um glad to see that they're actually making something that's gonna be super fun i think they dropped out because they made advanced warfare and that game was trash uh but um they're making this game hopefully it's gonna be really good i'm looking forward to it and uh yeah, that's pretty much everything from uh, yeah. from Gamescom I, that that I had marked down. I, I do worry because their their history with Call of Duty has been pretty uh, pretty yikes. If you want to know, like they they've made Modern Warfare three, which was already you know on the edge of of yikes, but not yeah. not too bad. And then Advanced Warfare, which everyone knows how that went. Um, and yeah. then um, World War and then Call of Duty World War two, which received v- lots of mixed reception. Um, so I'm, I don't even I'm, know. I didn't even know that, that they made that one. You don't remember Call of Duty World War Two? That's recent. No, no, I don't. My dad loved that game. It. Um, he still plays it. Uh, yeah, I mean, it was, it was a World War Two game, um, <laughs> but uh, it, it was. I think it was. I want to say 2018. Um, no, I don't remember that game at all. Well, maybe they, I guess they didn't drop out of a rotation. I, mean, I feel like they definitely did, but maybe they didn't. Maybe it felt like they did because I didn't. I didn't play that game, but yeah. Regardless, I think. Uh, you know, obviously the track record isn't too great um, so far. So hopefully Vanguard is the one to turn around. But real shit, I'm talking about shooters. Battlefield is the only fucking one I'm looking forward to. I Battlefield am, comes come, comes out in October, right? Or yeah, dude. I'm maybe well, actually, I'm not sure about that. But I I will I will check up on that. But Battlefield, the way they're returning to like Battlefield Three and and, and stuff uh, and Battlefield Four. I'm just, 
I'm just so fucking excited. I'm I'm going to play that game so much. Um, October hope, 22nd. Oh, that's really good. Yeah, I hope you play it with me because I'm going to that game looks so fun. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll definitely play that as well. Um, So, I mean, there's a bunch of games coming out, a bunch of good games. I, I mean, 2020 was obviously, with the pandemic, they all slowed down and now they're all releasing. So, um, a bunch of fun games are coming out for sure, for sure. Uh, but I think that's going to be wrapping up the podcast. Unless you got something else you want to say, Mr. Tommy. Yeah, I think I've gone long enough. Uh, Dude, this, this recording in itself is uh, is forty minutes long that I have. We had to split the podcast up because Tommy was getting yelled at. Uh, but uh, this I have two recordings of like almost fifty minutes now. How much? How yeah. long is yours? Because you haven't stopped yours. How long is yours? I'm at one one thirty seven right now. One hour Holy shit, man! Yeah, that's we gonna be like stop. an hour and thirty minute long podcast. Yeah. Uh, that's that's way too long. I, I I if you guys made it all the way over here, I appreciate it. Thank you guys so much for listening to the entire podcast. Um, do me a favor and go ahead and look up our uh, our website. It's theunluckypodcast.com. You'll find all of our social media there. You'll find our official social media for the account, and then you'll also find our um, separate social medias, uh, or I guess our personal social medias. You'll find a list of all the episodes there. If you're listening to this on the website or on Spotify, or if you want to find some all of our episodes, you'll find that there. Other than that, again, I really, really appreciate you guys. Uh, Tommy's gonna be going away, so I, I want to see a bunch of people saying goodbye, Tommy, uh, in the in the comments and the tweets. <laughs> and uh, people are gonna I be like, we'll... "Rest in peace." <laughs> rest yeah, in peace. Uh, like, oh, uh, finally! Yeah. Oh, the podcast with just Yanny. And I'm just sitting here talking to myself the entire <laughs> time. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, again, f- uh, so follow all of our social media. I really appreciate you guys uh, listen to our podcast. Again, love you guys. You guys have been fantastic. As always, uh, and have a great weekend. Have a great whatever it may be for you guys. Thank you guys. Love you guys. And we'll catch you guys on the flip side later. See you.